Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am your humble host, Michael Boldea, fully caffeinated in the retired captain's chair. I don't know. Somebody found this on the side of the road and I'm sitting in it. Uh, but it's a comfortable chair. Uh, it still has uh, all, all four wheels and uh, it, it does not have lumbar support. Uh, but I don't, I don't have a problem with, uh, you know, that part of my body. Uh, it's, it's usually uh, the toes. If I get a gout attack and uh, thankfully, uh, I, I think it was uh, one of the great graces that God has shown me through the years. I haven't had a severe gout attack in uh, at least half a decade. It's been a long time. Uh, and yes, before anybody with the, with the cherries and everything, I know I, I I know everything you're supposed to take for it. Look, all right, let me let me let you in on a little secret. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Fat people know how to lose weight. People with gout know what they need to do in order to either mitigate a gout attack or not have one or lessen the pain. There isn't one person that is suffering some sort of malady that has not done the requisite research into how to minimize, mitigate, or otherwise not suffer it. So, uh, any anybody that is uh, a, a chunky monkey like yours truly that says, well, I, I just don't know how to lose weight. They're lying. Just say the Bible says not to lie. Stop lying. We all know how to do it. The problem is the consistency and keeping up and saying no to the cinnamon rolls. Now, I'm not a big cinnamon roll guy. Uh, I did, however, bake my girls. Uh, a, a tin of cinnamon rolls the other day, and they were quite impressed by them. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I call me Baker Mike now. Uh, I, I've, uh, what else did I make? Oh, I made beef stew. Uh, for some reason, I, I, I felt like a hearty meal. And uh, it's always 50-50 with the kids. You never know what they're going to eat, what they're not going to eat. So you, you make it and you pray and you go, Lord, I hope they're hungry enough to eat it. Uh, I, I have very picky daughters. So uh, they enjoyed the stew immensely, asked when I'd make it again. So uh, next week, guess what? I'm going to make another beef stew. I know now you're all thinking you should start making cooking YouTube videos. It's not that exciting. It really isn't. All right. It, it, it's just, you know, some stew meat, which thankfully uh, is, is still affordable in certain places. Uh, some potatoes quartered, uh, some carrots. Uh, you, you have some, uh, either beef broth or, uh, something along those lines. You, you brown the beef, you throw in the broth, some onions, some garlic. It's easy. It's easy. I look again. And that's another thing, by the way, I'm not even talking about the ladies that listen because even the men, anybody that says, I don't know how to cook. All right, then the, the, you got kicked by a horse in the head when you were little, and nobody told you about it. You need to know how to make your own meals. Because I'm driving by and I'm seeing what Big Mac uh, value meals are now 15 bucks. Value meal? What value? 
And, and they're Big Macs. They're, they're allowed up to 5% fecal matter in the meat. I mean, uh, imagine going to the store, if you will. All right. I know we got things to talk about. Believe me, I know. But it is what it is. Here we are. We're talking about fecal matter in meat. You're welcome. Imagine going to the store and seeing a, you know, a, a nice package of ground beef and a big sign, less than 5% fecal matter guaranteed. Would you even go close to it? But apparently McDonald's is still making, you know, gangbuster money. There's still people eating that stuff. And then you wonder, how, how can people's body shapes be, be, be so uh, amorphic as to uh, seem as though they're not really human anymore? I mean, there, there, there's some people, you see them walking around and go, that, that's a new body shape. This, this hasn't been since they started pumping chemicals into chicken and meat and everything else. This hasn't been in, 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 until, you know, they started encouraging all of us to eat locusts and, you know, uh, scotch tape our rectums so we don't fart because we want to save the planet. Honestly, at this juncture, look around and ask yourself, is it worth saving? Thank you. All right, that's enough for my rant. I told you, I'm fully caffeinated, kids. You know, double-lot shot. Like Joe Biden said, if, if you're afraid of getting raped, guy, just boom, boom in the air with a shotgun and all the rapists will run away. So all you gentlemen afraid of the dark and afraid of uh, being uh, harassed, just buy a shotgun and thank Joe Biden. Uh, we're, 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 in, uh, we're in a pickle. And we have to have a little levity. We have to laugh. We have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Because if we don't, we just start crying and break down. And that's no fun, is it? Uh, oh, by the by, uh, I am now fully prepared for torture of any kind. Uh, I, I do not fear torture at all. Uh, because uh, my daughters put on a music concert the other night. Uh, one of them with the cello, one of them with the violin. And uh, me and their mother, for the low, low price of uh, $5, got to listen to our daughters try to play the violin and the cello for around 30 minutes. And because they're mine and I love them so, uh, Victoria asked, what did you think of the concert? And I said, you should have named it Nine Lives. And... Uh, she said, why? And I said, because apparently uh, they say that's how many lives cats have when they die. And you went through eight. Uh, so I honestly, at this juncture, I, I fear no persecution. Electric chair, bring it on. I'll, I'll, I'll bring some marshmallows and uh, Hershey's chocolate. We can s'mores it. Because, oh, man, that was painful. And I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? I didn't kill anybody. What is, and she's like, well, you know, we have to encourage them. Encourage them with what? I, I, I'm, I'm praying here, hoping I'm going deaf. Like, Lord, please, take it away. I need my eyesight and my fingers and talk. And apparently my vocal cords. But the hearing, yeah, it can go. I don't listen to music anyway. And I couldn't really call that music. But I thought I'd share. So. Uh, where are we at? Oh, uh, so much to talk about. It's just, I, I, 
you ever have one of those days where there's just so much stuff that you don't know where to start? Uh, we're, we're, in, we're in that kind of situation. Uh, let's see. Uh, John Podesta is now uh, the U.S. climate czar. If you don't know who John Podesta is, he's a man uh, well known for spirit cooking. I know. They're, they're, they're retreading all of these, these buffoons because they know that they will do as they are told. The newcomers still need to learn the game. But guys like John Podesta, who've been around since Clinton, they know how the game is played, and oh boy, are they willing to play it. Uh, if you don't know uh, what John Podesta looks like, he's basically a richer-looking version of James Carville, some skin over a skull. You know, if you could tell some, something about someone's uh, inner soul and, and about someone, someone's humanity, uh, just looking at their faces, Carville and uh, John Podesta are those two people where you're like, yep, fits, it fits, it fits, it really does. Uh, the thing I read this morning, and uh, I started laughing copiously, was that uh, the homeless shelters, the, the migrant shelters, the city-sponsored migrant shelters in Chicago are filled with rats, rotting food, and garbage. Now, if you are unaware what garbage is, uh, that's a fake French for garbage. So... Uh, and the reason I'm talking about this is because you need to understand th these sort of things may be new in a place like America, but in third world countries and in Eastern Europe, this sort of nonsense has been going on for 30, 40 years because money was made available for these shelters. Somewhere along the way, that money disappeared and those shelters were never built to spec. I wonder where the money went. When uh, we were building the orphanage back in the day, we had a government official approach us. Uh, and, they, and they seemed, uh, you know, uh, very willing to help. They seemed very magnanimous. And he said, look, uh, we believe in what you're doing. And any time a government official starts with that, we believe in what you're doing. You know a hook's coming. So, but we were young. I was young. We were, we were new at this. We, you know, we understood the kind of players we were playing with, but we didn't think they'd be that disgusting as to try to take advantage of somebody that was just trying to build an orphanage for orphan kids. But this man comes and he says, we believe in what you're doing. And, you know, my grandpa's all, great, super, thank you. So, uh, I, I, I think we can help you. And, you know, money has always been tight. We, we, we aren't one of those ministries that brag, oh, we brought in $100 million and paid off our debt, wink, wink. Please. We're not, we're, not, we're not that kind of ministry. There's something to be said for the fact that with the little that we bring in, we do more for the poor than those that bring in a billion dollars a year. But that's neither here nor there. God will judge us all. And you know what? I, for one, can sleep easy at night. I can rest my head upon my pillow. And no, it's not a my pillow. It's something my wife bought at 
Walmart for like seven bucks, but it's soft enough. Uh, I can rest my head easy every night. I don't, I don't have to have a drinking problem. I don't have to numb my senses with other things, knowing that my judgment is at hand. So with the little that we bring in, we do a lot uh, as a ministry. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the ministry's hand of help. I, I know I don't talk about, why don't you talk about your grandpa? Uh, because everything he said is, is on the website. Why don't you talk about your ministry? Because it's there too. I, I've had people writing me uh, emails. What do you think of all these people talking about your grandpa again? Oh, God bless them. Now, I don't have a problem with people reiterating what he said. My only concern and my only problem is when people try to put words in his mouth and say, Duderman said, etc., X or Y, and I know he never said it. How do I know he never said it? Mike, maybe you weren't there. Because they don't speak Romanian and Grandpa didn't speak English and every word he spoke I repeated, so shut up. So as long as they say what he said, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's a little late. I think for believers to prepare themselves, it's all good. But for the idea of repentance to suddenly spring forth in America, fallacy. But back to this story. So, you know, we, we, we talk to this man. He comes and visits the building site over and over again. He's all, there, there may be some funds uh, that we can access uh, to help you with the building of the orphanage. And, and of course, uh, the, the first question was, are there any strings attached? Do we, do we have to have a certain, you know, do we have to be pro-LGBTQIA? Do we have to have a certain amount of orthodox teachers or caretakers? So, oh, no, 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 no strings attached. I mean, it's just, you know, boom, government funds for the building. Uh, so we're like, okay, we, we may be interested. So the next time he comes over, he, he brings a bunch of paperwork. And it was a substantial sum. It would have been about 25% of the, 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 the building cost, which was huge. I mean, we... Even back then, to build the, 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 the just gargantuan thing that became the Hand of Help Orphanage was a lot of money. And so we're sitting there going through the paperwork, and the guy looks up and he goes, uh, all you have to do is find a way to kick back 30%. And I'm looking at my grandpa, and my grandpa's looking at me, and we're both looking at him because we, we didn't think we quite understood. Now, all you have to do is, is find a way to kick back 30% of whatever the government gives you. How, how are we supposed to do that and for what reason? I thought you wanted to help because, uh, you, you know, you were very excited about the work and you were all, you know, well, that's the way things work. So if you want to know where the money went for uh, the Chicago-sponsored facility, uh, just figure out what government official is driving a, a, a brand-new Benz. And I don't think it's just one. You have to understand that this kind of thing has been going on in other places forever. It's why we, we, we've, we've shied away from subsidies, from grants and everything else as a ministry in Europe and, in, and here. Because I don't want my hands tied. I don't want someone to come back and go, well, you know, we gave you some money. Now you got to, you know, you know, lockstep, baby. Lockstep. No, I owe no man anything. I've taken not a dime from anyone. So I can say whatever I need to say. Because if we wanted to go that route, there's a lot of European Union money floating around in Eastern Europe. They're funding all kinds of projects. 
And, and, and the, you know, because we're dealing with such large sums, it's gone down. It's only 15 to 20 percent now. But if you're, if you're looking at 20 percent of 5 million euro, that's still a, a cool million euro. For a government official that can barely sign their name to a piece of paper, that's a sweet payday. And before you go, well, our government officials, they're all the best and brightest. Are they, though? Are they really? Look at the batch of elected officials you have just roaming the halls of Congress trying to suckle at the teat of anyone that's willing to throw them a dollar. Huh? Are they really the best and brightest? And if you don't know the kind of shady stuff that goes on in Chicago politics, then, uh, you know, maybe not offer an opinion. But let, let's read through this just a little bit because we got so much. Oh, my goodness. The French. The French are proving uh, that they are as dumb as the world thinks they are because they are uh, annoying their farmers. They're uh, doing everything they can to make farmers so angry that the farmers are out in force protesting. And the farmers don't realize that all they have to do is sit on their hands for the next uh, crop cycle. And that'll teach the French government what it means to not have farmers. Because everybody's all excited about this, this utopian future where we don't have to go to work. We'll just sit with our VR glasses on and pretend we're on a beach. Uh, somebody's still going to have to make the food and pick the food, huh? Well, but that's not going to be us. Are you sure? Because by the way I'm looking at it, uh, the, the people that think they're the ruling class are now in the minority. And as it has happened repeatedly throughout history, at some point, the slave labor, the working class, are going to realize that they outnumber their masters 10 to 1. Uh, and that's when it would be a very good idea to have, uh, you know, something you can bleed into. Because uh, it won't be pretty. It'll, it'll, it'll be, I, I don't think it can stretch on for a long time, but it'll be short and bloody. And I think it's one of those things that will contribute to the uprising, civil unrest, revolution, whatever you want to call it going on. I, I've, I've heard from all of you, yes, I, I know what's going on in Texas. I don't even have to know what's going on in the news. All I have to see is the uptick of people ordering my grandpa's books, uh, writing me emails about what do you think about this, and I know that something's happening. I haven't had time. This past week I've been busy with things with my kids, uh, with, 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 with trying to get my hearing back from the, you know, uh, violin and cello concerto. Uh, so I haven't had time to look. But there are so many things that can spark the powder gag this nation has become. And this is just one of them. If, if you really want to have a good hoot, if you want to have a laugh, it's only February 1st. By the way, this is the recording. It's February 1st. We are airing it today. However, it's not live. Uh, but it's only February 1st, and they're gaslighting the entire country. Uh, Joe Biden's up. According to whom? And the, and the new thing that I've been, I've been hearing, and okay, just... Play the logic game with me. I understand. I don't know who Taylor Swift is. I'm sure she's a lovely person. 
with a golden voice. Like I said, I don't listen to music. But for anyone to conclude that she has such power over people who listen to her music that they would vote against their own best interests just to appease her, you're stretching credulity there. That means that Taylor Swift is a cult leader and she should be arrested. Huh. Because this is the new narrative now. Well, you know, I mean, Joe Biden didn't have a shot, but Taylor Swift's going to tell all her fans, vote for Biden. If there's no food in the cupboard, your husband just lost his job, your boyfriend gave you a black eye because, you know, you said, I just want Taylor Swift tickets. Why should you have to pay the rent instead of that? Whatever. If you think people will vote against their best interest just because Taylor said so, you deserve the country you have. You deserve the people that are going to lead you. They are gaslighting you into believing that Joe Biden is going to win the next election. Honestly, this is going to be the most above-board election in the history of elections. Every vote counts. They're already doing it. Understand that we've had this discussion over and over again. They cannot allow the big orange man to be president for another four years because now he knows how things work. And if he so desired, he could start dismantling some very profitable Uh, mechanisms that are making these people filthy rich. So yes, uh, if you're here, uh, come, I don't know, March of 2025, because that's how long it'll take to count the votes. Look, we have to count every vote. I mean, I went to my grandma Ethel's grave, and I knocked on the tomb, and I said, Grandma, who are you voting for? So we have to wait for that. Uh, So March, April, whatever. Of 2025, when they tell you that, phew, it's the Taylor Swift fans that got Joe Biden over the top. Remember, you heard it here first. We're a nation and a nation of idiots led by idiots at this point. Come on, I know. Look, I my wife just got her citizenship a couple of months back. I'm American. All right, I'm not as American as apple pie, but maybe I'm as American as falafel. I don't know. I'm sad to see what's going on, but at some point you got to admit, it's, it's the intelligent quotient that's so lacking among the average citizen that they allowed this sort of thing to happen in front of their faces. Look, I don't, I don't want to get into the politics thing, because again, I, I want this to be a jovial program. So, yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, city-sponsored facilities uh, full of rats and poop and cockroaches and covered in rotting food and garbage with water quality issues, open sewage problems, among other issues. Because this is government at work. What other part of your life do you want to surrender to government? Seeing as how amazing... They are at doing everything else they've been tasked with. Huh? 
Because somebody sent me uh, an email. Oh, they're finally cracking down. Whatever, something happened yesterday in Congress. Zuckerberg and all these other guys that, that just, you know, basically ruined culture and are destroying children left and right. The, the Twitter people, the Instagram people, the Facebook people, they were in front of Congress. And look at Lindsey Graham laying into him. Lindsey Graham is as corrupt as the turtle and as everyone else. Mitch McConnell can't hold a candle to Lindsey Graham because somehow Lindsey Graham still convinced the average Joe on the Republican side that he's on their side. Lindsey Graham's so full of hot air, if you light a match in the same room he's in, it'll be a nuclear explosion. Stop. They're not going to fix anything. Do you, I, the one thing that stood out to me about all those hearings yesterday is that at least 26 million individual people clicked on something having to do with, with, with pedophilic sexual act. 26 million people were reported to the FBI for having this proclivity. That's 8% of the American populace. Let that sink in before you start with the rising phoenix again. And the only thing that would make me believe that, yes, they're finally doing something about it, is if they release the name of every single person that clicked on, yes, I want to see this, even after they were warned, hey, this may be sexually explicit, this may involve children, oh, yeah, I want to see it. Release the name of every single one by state and by county. And you know what would happen if that occurred? There would be a lot of empty churches and a lot of empty pulpits Because this is a disease that isn't just of the world, okay? And I know it's not a disease, it's demonic. It's demonic, it's disease, whatever you want to call it. You're missing the point. The point is if they released every single name of every single individual that clicked, yes, I want to see this, there would be Christians among them. A lot more than you think. There would be people that are the spearheads of the community, the bedrock that the community is built upon, that would be on those lists. And even though people like Lindsey Graham are, we're going to do something about it, you're not going to do a thing. Why? Because a lot of your colleagues' names would be on there too. You have to understand that up until now, all of these, these gigantic corporations have been using the carrot to get your elected to, uh, officials to, to do their bidding. They've, they've been hiring family members of congresspeople and senators. They've been funneling money into their campaign. But if you poke the bear, they're going to pull out the stick And then you're just going to start seeing leaks. Such and such senator, such and such congressperson. And you'll see how quickly they'll back off of the entire thing. 
Because that's the problem that we have in this country and in the world. Very few people keep themselves above reproach. And in this world that has been created by, by everything that we enjoy as free and, and convenient, in this world, everything you do, every click and stroke on a keyboard that you make, everything you purchase with a credit card, everything is stored up in a database somewhere. And there are people calling themselves Christians that have no fear of God. And so they do as they will. And now they have to contend with the fact that the godless know what they've been doing. Yes, I hope they get exposed. I hope their names get released. Yes, yes, yes. Dating websites, hookup websites, pornographic websites, child, everything. Release the names. Not just Epstein's Island. Release all the names. This is the culture we're living in, but we're still hoping that repentance will be forthcoming. But fear not, this administration has indeed been proactive in... uh, Deterring criminality, they're focusing like a laser on the most dangerous people in society. And uh, this came out yesterday or the day before that six pro-life activists uh, were found guilty and faced 11 years in prison for peaceful protest. Huh? Justice! We demand justice. The people who facilitate child trafficking, pedophilia, child sex trafficking, got a tongue lashing yesterday. Six pro-life activists who were found guilty of conspiracy against rights and violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act which, by the way, all they did was just peacefully protest in front of an abortion clinic, were found guilty. And they faced up to 11 years in prison. Chester Gallagher, 73 years old, because, you know, every 73-year-old is, is, is psychopathic. I mean, just watch him behind the wheel. He deserves prison. I'm not even going to, this, this is justice today, okay? The, the whole thing, I, uh, and again, I don't care where you, where you land on, on the big orange man, but the whole thing that happened to him just last week was a message to all of you. The man never met the woman. The man was never in the same room with the woman. The, the, the man never... She can't remember the when, the what, the how, nor was there ever a police report. But somehow he was ordered to pay $81 million to a woman who is demonstrably off her rocker given the things that she said. I know, I'm going to get sued now. I didn't mention her name, so ha-ha-poo-poo. Uh, 
It's a message. Look, there's no longer justice and justice. These people are using it as a cudgel. They're using it as a hammer. If you fall out of line, we'll find a way to hurt you, to destroy you, to destroy your family, to take away everything you've ever worked for and leave you in the dust. And sure, things may get cleared up in five to ten years, but by then... You won't matter. By then, you'll be dead. By then, you'll be homeless. You'll learn the fine art of roasting squirrel over, uh, you know, a dumpster fire. By the time people know that you're innocent, your guilt will have been cemented in their brain. This is exactly the same sort of thing they did back in the early days of the Democratic Romanian Republic. Who was it? Either, either Lenin or Stalin's guys. And show me the man and I'll show you the crime. You don't even need a crime now. You just need to find 12 people that hate you and a judge that has a bias. You have something fabricated against you. You're found guilty and ordered to pay $81 million. Et voila! Well, you know, he was found guilty by, by his peers. Indeed. There was, there was a young man, and I read this, and I hope to find it because it's somewhere. Here we go. A Christian Navy veteran was actually charged in Iowa. Iowa for carrying down the Satan statue in the Capitol. A Christian U.S. Navy veteran has been charged with a hate crime. Against whom? Crimes are when you perpetrate hate and violence upon a person. This was a Satan statue. He was charged with a hate crime. I've been telling you people, for the past five, six years, they're coming for Christians. They'll find a way. You are the target. Oh, brother Mike, come on. That's, that's hyperbolia. It, it, I, that's not really a word, though, is it? Hyperbolia. I'm, I'm not being hyperbolic, though, anymore, am I? Because I've had the people with the emails. Bro, brother Mike, you really shouldn't instigate people and tell them that they're coming for them. But they are. Why wouldn't I warn people, hey, prepare yourself. Be wise. Be wise as a serpent. Assume that you're being watched and listened to. Assume that if you have certain beliefs that go against the narrative, you're in a database somewhere. Give me a second to sip from my now tepid beverage. Look at this. I, I've, I've been talking for 35 minutes. I didn't even take a sip of coffee. Now it's cold. A Christian U.S. Navy veteran has been charged with a hate crime after admitting to beheading the Satanic Temple statue on display at the Iowa State Capitol in December. Michael Cassidy was initially charged with misdemeanor criminal mischief 
on December 15th, but the Polk County Attorney's Office indicated that the Mississippi man's admission that he destroyed the property because of the victim's religion. So now a statue has a religion. Do you see how they can stretch and manipulate the law? Now, now a statue has a religion. Prompted the charges to be upgraded to third-degree criminal mischief in violation of individual rights, a Class D felony. I know. That's so shocking. It's not. Dude, there is no longer equal justice under the law in this country. And the people that are in charge want to remain in charge. And they will do everything they can to either stay in power destroyed this nation on their way out to such an extent that, that there'll be nothing left to fix. Now, in case you don't know what's happening uh, abroad, there have been a rash of attacks, attacks against the uh, U.S. site. Uh, I think three Americans, American soldiers are dead. And just so that you understand that no matter how horribly things go awry, it's never the administration's fault. Uh, Senator Kane, the man that made fried chicken even more famous. Yes, that Kane. The, the man that is at the rudder of uh, Joe Biden's uh, re-election ship. He was on uh, CNN. Uh, by the way, did you hear that, that the major news outlets are asking for taxpayer funds to be bailed out because uh, they're imploding, they're bankrupt. No tengo mas dinero, as they would say in California. But hey, there's always you, sucker. There's always you. Work, have a job, and pay your taxes. Well, Millionaires at CNN, including Anderson, the homosexual, Cooper says, Damela, Damela dinero, which means give me your money. I know you're thinking to yourself, why is this man sitting in Watertucky, Wisconsin, in a, in a secondhand chair talking into a microphone? He's so gifted. Well, I don't know. Some things will forever remain a mystery. But yes, uh, if you hear that a new bill is on the floor of the Senate. And, you know, just so that we get uh, balanced information, uh, we've decided that we're going to give uh, CNN and CMN and NBC and all these other ones a few billion dollars to, to keep Anderson uh, Cooper in, uh, I don't know, Grecian formula. On Tuesday's broadcast of uh, CNN News Central, Senator Tim Kaine, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Hillary Clinton's former running partner, if I'm not mistaken, stated that it's blaming America to suggest that the fatal attack on U.S. troops in the Middle East on the weekend is a result of President Jose Biden's foreign policy weakness. Bravo. There you go. Talk about gaslighting an entire nation. Never mind that the cadaver in a diaper 
uh, is absolutely just worthless and useless as far as politics is concerned. Never you mind that. If you're blaming Joe Biden's foreign policy weakness, you're blaming America for the death of American soldiers. So you know what? You're anti-American. If you point to the fact that this administration has been projecting weakness for so long, even guys on a rickety boat out in the Red Sea are trying to take over American ships with nothing more than slingshots and bottle rockets, you're anti-American. Where is your patriotism? I don't know who sang it, but it's time we sing it again. Stand by your man. Indeed. Well, kind of, you know, I, I don't know if Joe Biden can stand on his own. I think the chemicals he's got coursing through those veins every time he gives a speech, uh, if they can bottle that stuff, they could probably bring back a mummy from the dead. But that's just me. So, yes, you're anti-American. If you point out that the weakness that America has shown over the last three years has emboldened every predator on the face of the earth. Co-host John Brennan asks, Donald Trump says, this brazen attack on the United States is a horrific and tragic consequence of Joe Biden's weakness and surrender. What's your reaction to what Donald Trump said? Came produced a bucket of fried chicken and said, he didn't produce the fried chicken. I just, that's just me. That was the dumbest thing. Look, it's not as though we weren't getting hints at how absolutely retarded certain elected officials are. When the man came out with a bucket of chicken, you should have known. And I know, I, apparently it's become one of my favorite words because I've used it two programs in a, way, in a row. Mentally deficient, okay? Lacking IQ. I don't know, but that's too many words. See, now we've wasted another 23 seconds of absolute gold talking about stupid people. Cain responded, Donald Trump is blaming America first. Blame America first if something bad happens around the world. Well, okay, it's the U.S.'s fault. That's what some on the left say or... Some on the right say it's Joe Biden's fault. And I've seen other Republicans follow him like lemmings in trying to blame this tragedy on America or on Joe Biden instead of expressing sympathy for the families. And this is why some of these people deserve what's coming to them. Because if they think that in the chaos to come, they're somehow going to be protected, they're fooling themselves. This man, listen to the word twisting. Why isn't he expressing sympathy for the families? Because there would be no need to express sympathy for the families if this administration was doing its job, protecting Americans abroad, showing strength, or even showing signs of life. I don't know, something. Not a word of sympathy comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. I think it's behavior that's abhorrent. And you know what? 
the soccer moms out there, you're right, Tim Kane. You're right. There's no thing. Because everything's about feelings in this country. Your feelings are going to make you slaves in your own land. There you go. I said it. You're welcome. People are going to vote their feelings until those in charge are so strong that voting won't matter anymore. Hey, 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 hey. We all want to save the planet, okay? So why waste so much paper which comes from trees with voting ballots? We'll tell you who won. We're going to neuralink everyone, and they can send positive vibes in the name of the individual they want to vote for, okay? And we're going to save the planet. We deserve everything that's coming. Yep, we deserve everything that's coming. You're welcome. See, it's not as bad as the cello and the violin. You got to give me that. My singing may not be on point. It's been a minute since I've uh, sung tenor. And yes, I used to sing tenor in the choir. I had a very melodic voice before I started screaming into a microphone. Uh, But yeah, it's not as bad as the violin, so don't judge too harshly. Uh, Now in uh, religion news, because we're, uh, you know, we're going to do that. And it's not about a woman. So yeah, you pick on women too much. No, I pick on women when they deserve it. I pick on men when they deserve it. Because that's, it's, mm. We all find pets, and every time somebody tells us that our pet is pooping on the floor, we get angry at the person for pointing out the poop. We don't get angry at the pet for pooping on the floor. So IHOP, full investigation, finds that Mike Bickel, or Bickle, whichever you want, engaged in uh, inappropriate behavior, including sexual contact and clergy misconduct in an abuse of power. Color me shocked. These people knew. They knew a long time ago. And they were sweeping everything under the rug because you don't want to strangle the golden goose that's laying the golden eggs. See, that's, that's my problem with this entire thing, because every time, and more and more are going to get exposed, because when, when you don't have a group of people around you that hold you accountable, and you don't hold yourself accountable to God, uh, you, you think you're above reproach, you think you're, you, you think you're above the word of God, you think you're above the will of God, and you can do whatever you want. This is why, and, and it, it happens in every ministry and church, where they lift up the individual in charge to the point of a messianic figure. When that person starts to slide, when that person starts to do things that, 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 that seem a little off, those with integrity that call them out on it get sidelined, fired, voted off the board, and then the only thing that remains are the boot, boot lickers. The lick spittles, the people in the eyes of whom that individual can do no wrong. And because that individual's desire isn't 
to be above reproach because that individual's desire isn't to be transparent. They're more than happy to allow that sort of thing to happen. And knowing that he's never going to get called out on anything he does, well, here you go. The International House of Prayer has revealed the full result of the investigation report into the actions of founder and prophet. (gasps) Prophet? Yes, prophet. Who called him a prophet? And that's another thing. All right. See, now now Mikey's getting a little angst-ridden. He's getting a little angry. Because this supposed prophet congregated with a lot of other prophets. Somebody who's got the time and doesn't have to listen to concertos uh, should put a list together of all the prophets that Mike Bickle congregated with, then query them as to why the Lord did not speak rebuke into Mike Bickle's sinful life through them if they too are prophets. Huh? Because that's what God uses prophets for they come to rebuke and most of the time when they rebuke they get thrown in prison they get beaten they get hated they get avoided if they preach the truth jeremiah spent a a stint in prison who was it jehoshaphat there's there's one other guy but i don't like what he prophesied he always says negative things. So somebody should figure out who the other prophets that Mike Bickle congregated with were. Because if the man was in sin, and God did not lovingly rebuke him of that sin through any of those men, then those men are just as full as uh, bull feces as Mike Bickle was when he called himself a prophet. (gasps) Oh, how dare you stand against the Lord's anointed? Evidently, he's not. Sorry, not sorry. I know. Find the fainting couch, grab your pearls, and have at it. There is a code of conduct. There is a standard that men of God must live by. And if one of them strays and there's no one in their circle to call them out on their sin, God will send someone to call them out on their sin and call them to repentance. The fact that none of the other prophets that were around him had the spine, the fortitude, or the revelation to call the man to repentance I don't know, maybe things were too good. Maybe their ministries were growing through the IHOP franchise. They couldn't talk down to a prophet like Mike Bickle. Well, now you got to clean up the mess. Huh? Now you've got a lot of wounded souls that are looking for for, for answers, and they're not going to find them. Because this investigation took place because it had to. It was, it was a forced thing. It wasn't voluntary. 
prepared by Rosalie McNamara of the law firm Lathrop GPM. She says she was allowed unhindered access to all parties and players involved except for Mike Bickell himself, who declined to be interviewed directly but did respond to written questions and the primary Jane Doe that Bickell has already admitted into having an inappropriate relationship with before the formation of IHOP KFC. Or no, it's not IHOP KFC. It's IHOP KFC. It's IHOP KC. See, I'm hungry. Uh, That's neither here nor there. Uh, On the advice of her lawyer, the evidence is clear that MB has publicly admitted that 20 plus years ago he sinned by engaging in inappropriate behavior. My moral failures were real. Uh, but apparently that was not the only time. Ah, anyway. He's also admitted to inappropriate contact on three other occasions with another individual connected with IHOP who described the contact as consensual and sexual that involved her touching me, but not me touching her. Ah, that well, that makes it okay, though. Huh? I don't even wanna. I'm sorry. I don't even wanna. But 2000 and 2003. Where are all the prophets that graced IHOP KC's pulpit? Where are their prophecies of rebuke and correction? Huh? I'll bet you every prophecy that you will find recorded on YouTube or wherever that came from the IHOP KC branch were about how the Lord is pleased with thee and he shall grow thee and mature thee like a tree beside the clean waters. Huh? the problem with American Christianity. We despise those that would correct us. And we love those that pander to our sin. We're not doing you any favors by pandering to your sin. They're not doing you any favors by looking around and going, oh, it's going to be okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's not. But it doesn't have to be okay for God's children to be under his protection and under his guidance. It doesn't have to be okay for God's children to feel the power of his presence. See, some people assume that things within a nation have to be going spectacularly well for God to move. On the contrary, children, God most often moves in a nation among his people when things have gone from bad to worse and when trials and tribulations abound. So hopefully that gives you a little courage. Hopefully that gives you a little joy. Because I can't, with a straight face, tell you things are going to get better here. To those that seek his face, they will know him 
and them fully. That's it for me. I pray that you got something out of this. I know I was so caffeinated the first 20 minutes. I don't even know what I talked about. So hopefully it was uh, eh, worth listening to. God bless you. God keep you. Uh, Lord willing, we'll keep you safe for, uh, you know, going in the dark and mushroom clouds and whatnot. It is very possible. Uh, Gino's back in his own secondhand chair. Uh, and I'm sure he has much wisdom to share with you. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for your prayers. Adieu, as they would say in France. Gino, on you. Thank you, Mike. Great to be back. Uh, went to Florida. Actually had to sing there at an Assembly of God Church and went into a nursing home. It's really pretty much enlightened me on how much we need to take Christ to these kind of places. But the word civil war crept up almost everywhere I went around Florida. You're talking a state of tourism and vacations, and people are seeing the writing on the wall, what's going on in Texas and other uh, things doing having to do with the border. And when Mike mentioned these prophets in Kansas City, where are the prophets in America? Where were they in 1980s? Uh, speaking about America the way Dimitri was, because I remember some of the prophets from the House of Prayer basically coming against him, what he was saying. And saying, ah, America will never have a civil war, they'll never have trouble, they'll never have, you know. And you can go back then to find out that there really weren't hardly anyone in America speaking really the mind of God, that one day if your country doesn't repent, there will be judgment. And I go back to 1984 and the 1980s. From the day I've started with Hand to Help, I honestly believed then and believe now the words God gave Dimitri are all coming to pass. And it's easy now to say, well, I'm a man of God, I'm a prophet, this is going to happen now, and concur with judgment and these things, when this was spoken in 1984. And that's why I've supported this message and this word from day one, because back then you couldn't find American prophets that had a hint of concurring with what's coming. Anyway, sidebar from me on that. You know, and then you come to nineteen or to twenty twenty four and you see, as Mike mentioned, the sin in the camp that's going on in our country. And that's why things are coming to a head. They will come to a head. And the main thing is number one, we stay walking with Christ, our eyes on Jesus, humbly doing his will, and having our houses in order with the Lord all the time. So thank you for your support of Hand of Help. Thank you for all those that support the message that was given to our ministry and keep blowing a trumpet and keep warning because things are getting each day closer to all the things God showed to me through in our ministry. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth, with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. 
If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all-